Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we have a special edition of the Gospel for Life today. We have one of our speakers for our upcoming conference on the program with us, Pastor Anthony Savaggio. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, we're so glad that you were on the program with us today. And uh, for the listeners, so this is our second annual conference for Reformation Boise. This year's theme is Living in Between, the Christian Life in the Here and Now. And this conference is November 9th and 10th. That's a Friday night and a Saturday night at uh, Valley Shepherd Church of the Nazarene. They're on Meridian Road. If you'd like to come, we'd love to have you. If you go to ReformationBoise.com, you can register. It's a free conference. Uh, We're bringing in a uh, bookstore, Reformation Heritage Books. There's going to be lots of books that you can purchase. We're going to be giving away books. Um, But more importantly, you get to come and hear um, the Word of God being preached and proclaimed, and as well as fellowship with other Christians from around the valley. So go to ReformationBoise.com for all the information, and uh, you can register there. We hope to we hope to see you there. So, Pastor Anthony Savaggio, you are um, one of our speakers at this conference, and um, you have written number of, uh, a number of books on practical theology. Can you tell us, you know, from your writings, um, you, you really pursue trying to make theology practical. Why is this so important? Well, I mean, the importance of it is that we're called to live for Christ, not just to think about Christ or to have a, a conceptual awareness of Jesus Christ, but we're to take that faith that we do take in through our, our mind, and it should go into our hearts and then out into our lives. So really, the end goal of all theology should be practical living and, uh, and leading a life that follows in the footsteps of, of the Lord Jesus, who is our forerunner, our pioneer, the captain of our salvation. So really, it's where the rubber meets the road. It's where it's, all theology must end up in a practical experience in the life of a believer. Mm, that's good. So in in your studies, so right now, t- I, I guess I should have started with this. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, where you have, where, where you minister from, what, what is your background, and, um, you know, maybe that gives us a little help for understanding how you apply theology practically every day. Yeah, I, won't, I know we have a little bit of time, so I won't go all the way back to my whole entire faith journey. But my, my theological life, I was uh, uh, trained and ordained in the Reformed Presbyterian Church in North America, really under the Westminster uh, standards, and had opportunity to um, uh, teach in various locations within that denomination. Currently, I'm ministering. I'm a, a pastor in the Rochester Christian Reform Church in Rochester, New York. So I'm a senior pastor there, uh, preaching uh, every week. I, I've had, um, by God's grace, opportunity, as you've mentioned, to um, have have some level of a, of a writing 
uh, a ministry, and really that comes from that desire and heart to see the uh, the doctrines of grace and the doctrines of Reformed theology uh, made uh, accessible to people and to, to to lay people. I really want to write um, for people in the pew, for people in the church. I'm very grateful for God's gift of academic. Uh, religious scholars. We need them to train people, but we also need people who can take the doctrines and help them to become accessible and usable in the life of people. That's really the heart of what I believe God has called me to in ministry, is taking complex things, making them simple, making them accessible to Christians, and helping them to live for Christ. Well, I got to say for myself, I have super benefited from one of your books in particular, The Seven Signs, Seeing the Glory of Christ in the Gospel of John. I recently finished uh, our track through the Gospel of John, and I got to that place at the end of chapter 20 where it gave you a summary of the whole book. You know, these things were written so that you Mm -hmm. may believe that Jesus is the Christ, and that by believing you may have life in his name. And I wanted to provide a summary of the book, and one of the summary pictures that I gave was tracking through the gospel again and showing how these seven signs pointed to the glory of Jesus. And I just got to say, Pastor Savaggio, I was so blessed by that book and so thank you for your writing on it. And if anybody, if anybody wants a, a pretty good overview of the Gospel of John and what Jesus accomplished, that's a pretty good, very accessible book. Hopefully it'll be at the conference. That we're yes, I hope it. so too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was a Reformation Heritage title, right? That's correct. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, so speaking in terms of practical theology, by the way, if you're just tuning in, I have Pastor Anthony Savaggio on the line. He is coming. He's one of the speakers at our upcoming Reformation Boise Conference coming November 9th and 10th. If you register at ReformationBoise.com, you'll be able to come and listen to him speak. So Pastor Savaggio, you know, what do you think is the most influential biblical truth that has impacted you on a day-to-day basis? That's a that's a large question, uh, but I, I guess it would always go back to, and I think part of what this conference is aimed at is really uh, what Kelvin said was most important, and that is having uh, a knowledge of God and a knowledge of yourself. Mm. And I think that is the basic, primary, you know, uh, 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 doctrine to grasp that impacts your life. Uh, Van Til, Cornelius Van Til. Uh, the great Christian apologist would have described it as the creator-creature distinction as the most important thing, to really understand who you are in relation to this holy God. That's the most important thing one needs to grasp, and it makes a difference for the entirety of, of one's existence in life. Mm. So how does that affect the way that you wake up in the morning? Well, it reminds me uh, that I am not my own, <laughs> mm. and uh, that uh, I, I serve some greater, uh, uh, something more significant and important than myself, someone. Mm. Uh, that is my creator, the one who made me. And, and it also gives me the knowledge that in and of myself, I, I lack the capacity to please and to live for this God, and I need to be uh, uh, delivered through the power of Jesus Christ. And really, when we talk about the Heidelberg Catechism, what is my only comfort in life and death, It's it really is true that it is Jesus Christ. Uh, J. Gresham Mason uh, talked about, uh, you know, from his deathbed, the importance of, of understanding the active uh, obedience of Jesus Christ, that we need the righteousness of Jesus Christ mm. to be able to stand before this holy God and to be empowered through our salvation to live out in gratitude 
uh, to him. And so it does make a difference every single day, understanding when you get up in the morning that there is a God in this universe uh, who calls you to account, uh, who calls you to a perfect standard. You can't meet that standard. Mm. And that's where you begin to have the imperative for the gospel of Jesus Christ, Mm. the second Adam, the one who did what the first Adam uh, could not do. Mm. That's so good. So I don't know what it's like in Rock Checks, Rochester, New York. Um, but here in Boise, you know, the doctrines of grace haven't really gone super deep here. Um, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a pretty vast um, Nazarene population, pretty vast Mormon population here. And so I think for a lot of people, these are, are very kind of um, e- either people have heard caricatures of what the doctrines of grace are, or um, they haven't even heard what they are. They, they see no distinction between what the, the reformers would have believed regarding the gospel and what other groups would have believed. So can you give us um, maybe an overview of what the doctrines of grace are? So, I mean, this, this conference is Reformation Boise. That's, that's the stream that we're, we're swimming in. Can you maybe um, introduce that to us? Yeah. Well, my uh, context, by the way, just to say briefly, is not all that different. So in, in my area, it uh, is is call, often called the Burned Over District. It, it's uh, Charles Finney had uh, great mm. influence in this area, and also uh, uh, Palmyra, New York, uh, is just a hop and a skip and a jump from Rochester, which is one of the major areas uh, of for Mormonism and mm. a pilgrimage area. So the Hill Cumorah pageant is held here every year. So we have very similar dynamics. Okay, and I guess the um, the doctrines of grace. I mean, to put it, it really goes back to exactly what I mentioned before. Uh, I mean, technically speaking, we could talk about how these come out of uh, the theology uh, of John Calvin in distinction to the other reformers, and really find uh, their articulation in the Synod of Dort, which we're celebrating uh, the Synod of Dort uh, the, uh, this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're talking about 16, 18, 16, 19. Uh, so we're, we have an anniversary here coming up on that. And that's really where we have these articulated. And what they are, basically, it goes back to that idea of understanding who we are before God. That is, uh, because of the fall of mankind, we are totally depraved. Uh, this goes back to this TULIP acronym, many people will know. But that that's who we are. We are unable, uh, without outward alien help, to um, to really recover from our fallen state. It has so tragically impacted us in our mind, in our reasoning, in our lives, and that we need God to intervene into our lives through his grace and love mm. uh, to change who we are. And we don't merit that in any way. We can't do anything to earn that. It's God's gift. That's why we call it grace. It's unmerited favor of God. And that God gives that to people. And when God gives that to people, it's effectual. I mean, he is God, right? He is sovereign, and what he wills will come to pass. And so when he calls out his people in love from before the foundation of the world, he will also bring them Uh, into their rest, into the fullness uh, of life and joy in Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean at times we won't uh, uh, have uh, times of trials in our faith or even at times uh, uh, kind of regress in our spiritual walk. Uh, Maybe at times seem like the prodigal son, but we will come home to the Father and be delivered out of God's love. So the doctrines of grace really are appropriately called the doctrines of grace because you know, sometimes people caricature Calvinism or Reformed theology as kind of a cold, 
hearted um, determinism when really it should be seen as the warm-hearted covenant love of God expressed through his election in, in this world uh, to people who, who receive a gift who don't deserve it uh, for his glory. It really is a glorious and, and positive and comforting truth. And so I hope that this conference will provide an opportunity for people to see the practical aspects of those doctrines and also the beauty and warmth of them. Yeah, amen. You know, and and I don't know if many people know this about Calvin himself. So the the book is or sorry, the conference coming up is is based on a little book that he did on the Christian life and 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 perhaps people think that, you know, he was just this kind of high-minded theologian, but he was very much in the trenches of practical life. I mean, that's why he wrote this book. And and can you give us a, an overview of, of the book? We have about a minute and a half left. Sure. I mean, it's a little book. I really, I do recommend it. I think it's one of the greatest books to give as a gift to people uh, graduating or whatever, because it does detail what's most important in the Christian life. And I'll be speaking about a part of that. A big emphasis in that book is is the issue of, of self-denial and, and the issue of understanding how to live in the here and now by looking to what our hope is in the future. So it's really a book that expresses in a very simple and accessible way the calling of how the Christian is to live in this age. And, and really he orients, Calvin orients us in that book to looking at the work of Jesus Christ both now in our current world and in the age to come as the motivation to live the Christian life in the here and now. Well, that's a great summary. All right, well, you've been listening to uh, a program today on the Gospel for Life, and we have Pastor Anthony Savaggio with us. He's one of our speakers coming up at this Reformation Boise Conference coming up November 9th and 10th. The theme is Living in Between, how to um, be a Christian in the here and now. And so we would love for you to come. If you go to ReformationBoise.com, you can register for free. Um, you're not going to want to miss this conference. It's going to be full of books and book giveaways and fellowship with other Christians, as well as an opportunity to hear um, the glorious gospel of our, our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we will see you next time. 